0: Hey guys, uh, it's Scott Mullins again with Brock for Him. It's time for our podcast again, and it's episode 33 this time. And uh, joining me tonight, I've got my co-host, Jeremy Brown. Jeremy, how you doing, buddy?
1: Good, how are you, Scott?
0: Also with us, oh, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Also with us, our special guest tonight, been so excited uh, for this podcast. It's Sam Day uh he's got solo project and he's also with the band the reclaimers
2: sam how you doing i'm good guys just chilling out on this tuesday night thanks for having me on
0: you bet and am i correct in saying sam or do you go by samuel uh
2: you can call me sam that's totally fine officially uh if people want to find the music it is under samuel day but you can call me sam it's all good
0: okay just wanted to make sure we got that straight so uh maybe to kick us off maybe tell us a little bit about your um Solo career, maybe, I don't know if you want to share anything on the Reclaimers or not, maybe introduce the band or let us know what's going on with that. Absolutely. So
2: as you said, I have two different projects that I'm involved with. Uh, Samuel Day is my solo project, but I do have a live band that plays with me. Um, Those guys are Michael Cerrone on the guitar, Brad Tillery on the bass, and Jerry Buell on the drums. We just uh, got fresh off of playing Sunfest a, a little over a week ago in Mount Vernon, Ohio, which was a great time. And that project focuses more on uh, poppy sounds overall, and kind of a wide spectrum of of what would be considered pop, but um, definitely in that area. And then Reclaimers um, is basically the same people, um, at least it's myself, uh, Michael, and Brad, and it's our rock-focused project. We all come from kind of a rock-focused background, Not the primary focus of what I'm doing right now. But... Uh, it's something that we have a lot of fun with, and again, all sharing that background. It's it's nice to be able to have a foot in both ponds.
0: Nice, nice. And I just wanted to bring that up because we do uh, play both solo and band on our station. So I wanted to make sure we cross both both those bridges with you. So cool.
2: Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy, what do you got?
1: Well, I mean, so where are you guys located at?
2: So I always tell folks I'm in the Cincinnati area. I actually live in a small town north of Cincinnati, but for all press release purposes, basically Cincinnati.
0: Okay, yeah. that's cool. One of the one of the things we like to do first uh, on our podcast is um, demonstrate to our listeners uh, that we're we're into this more than just for the music. We are more about the word and and the. Uh, Uh, aspect of god or christ in our 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 mission so if you wouldn't mind can you please hear about that you have a second maybe you could share your testimony with us how you became a christian
2: yeah absolutely um so i was raised in a pastor's home uh my grandmother was my pastor for most of my life until a few years ago when she passed and went home to be with jesus and I know that when a lot of people hear that you' you're raised in an atmosphere, there's a little bit of cynicism and a little bit of skepticism that comes with that, right? Because it's like, well, you believe because your parents believe. You believe because your, your grandma told you to. And I can really and truly say that is not the case. I, um, I was never manipulated I was taught by my family, but never manipulated by them. It was always my choice, um, what I was going to do. Of course, they encouraged me to go in the right direction, but there came a certain point and a certain age at which I really clearly had a choice of which, what I was going to do with what I chose to believe and who I wanted to follow. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, there were times where I saw a lot of, um, let me just say, I guess, people in my cohort, um, whether they were music peers or whether they were people that I had known personally growing up kind of go their separate ways. And uh, there was a lot of pressure involved in that without going into too much detail where it was like, all right, am am I going to stand on what I have seen in the word of God for myself? Not just what my parents have told me. Am I going to stand on that? Am I going to recall to myself the testimonies that I have seen and heard? Or am I going to let pressure get to me and go in the opposite direction and freak out um, in the midst of a uh, intense situation. And so uh, I think everybody really comes to that point. Um, there, you know, again, there are so many times when people look at you and say, well, you were raised in a, in a church setting. Um, but after you've lived long enough and you've been around the block a few times, uh, you aren't the sheltered church kid people assume that you are. And I guess I'll leave it at that. But um, I would just encourage anybody who finds themselves in that situation to find testimonies. That's something I've been telling our church about a lot lately. I love going and finding either stories of people that I know personally or even people that I don't, but who are still alive today. If I can find their stories online or on a, a program or, a, you know, a ministry shares them or whatever. I, I, I keep and I, I store those things so I can go back to them and say, Lord, this is what you do in people's lives. This reminds me of who you are regardless of if my feelings line up with that today or not. Nice.
1: So uh, who are your influences both musically and and, uh, lyrically?
2: Yeah. So (laughs) I have always been, and you probably hear this from musicians all the time. It's a very cliche thing to say, but it's very true for a lot of us is I have a very wide um, taste Uh, Obviously, being a pop artist, that's also part of a hard rock band that sort of, I guess, goes without saying. But one of my earliest lyrical influences uh, was Peter Furler from the Newsboys. And the reason I bring him up is because read like middle era Newsboys lyrics, read them without it, separate it from the music. There's some really genius stuff in there there's some really clever wordplay and referential um kind of tongue in cheek humor embedded in those lyrics that you almost miss if all you're paying attention to is the chorus of breakfast or whatever <laughs> um so when i started really paying attention to the way peter writes i mean he's still writing he's just not with the newsboys anymore it it was so multi-dimensional and I think that had a big influence on me one of my other biggest early influences honestly my mom was a huge fan when I was growing up and what I have always loved about what he did was he did everything big he did it with excellence I mean he had a music video for every song that he made I went to one of his uh when he was doing stadium shows in the round in the 90s I went to one of his concerts I must have been like seven years old or something but man, they had dancers and set changes, and it was this whole production. And the man led all kinds of people to Jesus, but he did so on such a wide scale. And if I can use this word, he did it in such a competitive way. And I don't mean that he competed with other artists. I mean that like, he his production was on par with anything you saw going on in, if, quote unquote, the secular world. And I've always admired that about what he managed to do during That's his life. That's very cool.
0: That's yeah. very cool. I never did uh, have a chance to see him, and uh, but I've heard a lot of people were influenced and loved his shows, and so so thanks for sharing that. Uh, so how long how long have you been solo artist? How long have you been in a band? I mean, not. about <laughs> did your uh, music career start?
2: I don't remember a time when I didn't want to do music. It's kind of been a lifelong thing. Officially on paper, my first EP came out in 2012. So I guess I tell people about 10 years at this point. Okay. Um, and it's really interesting because at that time I didn't have as defined an idea of how to handle uh, the wide amount of music I enjoy making. So I just kind of did it all under one thing. So that first EP will probably be disappearing from the internet here sometime soon because (laughs) it's kind of a rock EP with some pop songs in there. And it's just everything is happening all at once. They're they're great songs, but one of the things that the team and I have talked about is taking some of them, taking those hard rock songs and putting them, re-recording them and possibly putting them in the Reclaimers uh, catalog and keeping the pop tunes like the screen or some of the stuff off the remix album. And leaving that in the SD camp, so that we can penetrate both of those audiences more effectively. Um, but at the time, you know, I I have to admit, I really love mixed genre music. I love when I hear uh, a heavy hard rock band yeah. riding with poppy melodies or vice versa. I think that's just the most intriguing thing in the world, but what I had to learn over time was that most listeners aren't like me. Like most listeners like their pop music or their country music or their worship music. Um, Not to say that they're not open to new things they don't ever want to be challenged, but a musician listens to music differently than a a normal everyday person. And that's something that over the years I had to understand in order to reach my audiences better.
0: I got you. That's cool. Uh, uh, I'm kind of like you. I I would like a little mix because that way, unfortunately, and and this is personal, uh, sometimes it seems like down the road the same ep that you heard on the fifth ep is the same very similar to the first ep so i think it would be interesting and if you're watching this podcast and if it's still out there go grab that first ep because if it's disappearing you're going to have a, a collector's item there so go get that right now sure. anyway um so You got to do what you got to do, I guess, right? But (laughs) well, and and
2: I I don't mean to, and you bring up a good point, right? You still want to develop over time as an artist, you still want to mature. But what it's challenged me to do is to learn each style of music as if it's its own specific trade. So, really, if really be serious about like pop slash worship music, and then really be serious about hard rock music, learn those things individually such that as I grow in both of those areas those things can still change and develop over time because you know I'm like you I don't want to hear an artist do the same thing forever right Um, and I think that um, as much as I have a background in the hard rock world I think that's something that they could potentially learn and I want to say this with uh, really uh really carefully because this is not a criticism toward anybody and it's not to say that nobody is doing what i'm saying either but i think that there are times that both of those worlds can learn from each other um and i'll you know what i'll leave it at that but there are so many times that i'm at a rock show and i'm thinking man you know if they would do this and this and this that the pop industry does they could reach their audience even even better or vice versa you know you're at a pop show and you're like man I bet more musicians would be into this if X, Y, Z. And so, um, it, again, it's a very interesting perspective to be fully involved in both of those worlds and to see the uh, the the strengths and weaknesses that both of them experience over
0: time. Good points. Good points. Yeah. Uh, Good point. We've recently, there's a few artists out there trying to take um, heavier rock to worship. So there's kind of a new genre forming. We've had a couple of artists on that that are doing that. So that's kind of interesting too. But uh, Jeremy, what else you got?
1: Um, so one of the questions we like to ask is, is um, when you're on tour, uh, how do you stay grounded in your faith?
2: Well, I, I'll be the first to admit that I haven't gone on any real extended tours. Um, most of what I've uh, performed at has been Uh, pretty focused events throughout the year but this is a conversation that I've had with my team because uh, I'm very involved with my home church and I think every one of us if we're speaking candidly have seen some story over the course of our lives of a, a musician who started traveling more started experiencing more success and you know drifted away from the Lord I don't want that to be me I don't want that to be people on my team and so I think one, I think it's knowing before you find, if, if you can at all help it, knowing before you find yourself in, in that situation that you need to continue to make time for your relationship with God and to stay connected to your church. You know, uh, it's really interesting that you bring this up because I was having this conversation with somebody over Instagram just the other day um, about the importance of, of church, and, you know, the church isn't a place, it is, it is a group of people, right. but, you know, there's, I, I really believe that there's a group of people that we're still supposed to be connected to, and usually that's geographically, right, because we do life together. It's one thing to say, oh, well, I, you know, I have my own relationship with God, I read my Bible, that's cool, but I don't, really, I'm not really into that church thing, because I've heard too many stories about scandals, or I had a bad experience, and, you know, all those things have happened there's the church is made up of people and people do not do everything perfectly. I get that. If you've been in church more than five years, you've had something happen in a church setting that made you at the very least uncomfortable, but that's that's because there's people involved. That's no different than going into the entertainment. The thing is people will use that standard when it comes to church, but it's, it's true at your job. It's true in your family. It's true in the entertainment industry. There's no situation you go into that people are involved in where you won't every once in a while rub shoulders the wrong way to varying degrees. And so, um, you know, I've had this conversation with my team. I'm like, look, you know, when we find ourselves traveling more or farther, I want to make sure that we're still making time for our relationship with the Lord, because if we're just trying to pull out of nothing and then go perform for other people, um, even if you're not thinking about it in a ministry context, even if you're just thinking about it in terms of being away from home, like you still need something to sustain you. So I think if at all possible, you've got to have that mindset beforehand so that you're ready to, uh, to, to set that time aside when, when the success, uh, and when, when that movement is happening.
0: Very well said. I like that. I like that. So we talked a little bit about your influences, uh, Peter Furler and Carmen. Um, if there was one artist you wanted to see or you want to see, who would who would that artist be? There's somebody. Even it could either somebody who's not around or somebody who's still around. Yeah.
2: Um... You know, I forgot to mention, I mean, there's a lot more influences than even the two that I mentioned right now. I've recently, I've been in really into a, a European producer by the name, the moniker of the fat rat really enjoy his productions. Um, great electronic uh, produ- producer who works with some really talented vocalists. So I'm into stuff all the way across the board. Um, also very into or not very into, but quite enjoy a good handful of film scores. I enjoy uh like Hans Zimmer or Ramin Javadi, some of those people who are writing for bigger Hollywood films. Um, in terms of an artist that I'd really like to see, <clears throat> the two best productions I've seen in person are that, uh, that that concert that I went to when I was a kid that I spoke about earlier, and I saw Toby Mac a few years ago, and I was really impressed uh, with what he had going on. So honestly, I think I'd like to see some more mainline uh, mainline pop concerts. I don't. I don't I, I, you know, almost don't even have a preference as to who maybe like a Justin Bieber or uh, for King and country, faith-based, you know, artist, but, um, anybody who's doing production at a high level, I went to a lot of rock concerts when I was younger. I've seen, uh, a lot of the bands that were big during the mid two thousands. Um, we had a great venue just right near me where a lot of the major tours came through. So I saw, you know, your skillets and your disciples and your demon hunters and decipher down back when Caleb was still singing, and you know. Um, so I would just really like to see more mainline pop productions because one thing I really enjoy about the pop world is the visual aspect of what they bring to a concert experience. So somebody like a for King and Country or a Bieber or somebody up that alley, um, I'd love to be at more shows like that taking notes.
1: Nice. So um I know you've got a music video coming out soon. Do you want to kind of shed some light on that or?
2: Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Um, so we, uh, there's a brand new music video coming out for Rise. Rise is not a new song. It's been out for um, a couple of years now. I think 2019 is actually when it came out and it did really well for me among pop listeners. It was kind of a pop and electronic listeners. It's a pretty aggressive pop song, if we're being honest, uh, but it did really well among EDM listeners. And uh, it was sort of a turning point for me because all the way up until there, I hadn't hadn't really figured out uh, electronic production to the level that I wanted to. I do a lot of my own production. My most recent song meant to be, I co-produced um, with a young producer out of Nashville by the name of Jacob Stanifer, who did an awesome job um, but it was it was the first time I really felt like it had clicked for me. And I was getting that style uh, in, a, in a really successful, accessible way. So last year, believe it or not, nearly almost exactly a year ago, we shot this video. Um, and I won't say too much about it because the video is not quite out yet. But I knew I wanted to involve um, really striking visuals and do something I had never done before. So I have two other music videos out. Um, that I'm very happy with from for uh, the roses, which is one of the first ballads I ever put out, and then um, the screen, which is more of an electronic pop tune, but it's piano driven. Um, and then I've got a, a a more modest performance video for a Christmas tune called Better Than Before. But it'd been a while since we did something that was higher production, and so I got a hold of some friends of mine. I had a really defined idea, and if you've seen my social media, you've already seen some of the costumes involved, the white hoodies with the full face LED masks. And I got a hold of some dancers because I was really inspired by some of the uh, the attitude and style I was seeing among things like K-pop music videos and and things of that nature. And I was like, you know what? I really want to elevate the visuals to the next level. I've never done anything in that um, that involved choreography before, so got a hold of a couple of uh, very talented dancers, uh, Montana Bridgeford and Emma Zankan. Montana, I had worked with in the past. Um, in a musical, in a theater uh, setting. A few years ago, I was a part of a original musical called The Christmas Journey that was written by a, a larger church here in the area that now goes by New Heights Church. And um, so got back in touch with her and they did their choreography and we shot something really interesting and really special. We had a lot of technical things to work our way through over the past year, but the final product was definitely worth the wait. So I'm excited for it to be coming out uh, next
0: Wednesday. On October the fifth. Nice. Very cool. That sounds exciting and awesome at the same time. <laughs> right. But uh, so we, I I think one of the first ones you sent to us was Warrior Spirit. Uh, we have Rise too, but I want to say that came in after. So I'm not. You said I've been out a couple of years, but Warrior Spirit was intriguing to me because you had taken uh, something you enjoy. And uh, I'm not sure what's going on with my video. I apologize, but uh, another something you enjoy and you kind of took a turn and made it. Uh, I mean, it, it was very impressive when I first heard I loved it and our fans loved it, too. Maybe you could share a little bit of how that one came around. I mean, I know a little of the background because you had sent some stuff with it, but for the listeners. Listening.
2: Absolutely. So I am uh, what's called a first Q brown belt in Kempo. Uh, Kenpo is is like a form of karate, but we have a very mixed system that includes some Filipino weapons fighting, a little bit of uh, a little bit of Muay Thai influence and some jujitsu influence. I was really big into martial arts as a teenager and I had gotten all the way up to brown belt and because of some uh, some circumstances at the time um, stopped at that point. And for 12 years after that, hadn't been back into that world. You know, I work out on my own but hadn't been back there into a dojo in a formal setting. So about a year and a half ago, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with college. I've got my, you know, I can drive to our, our parent school is up in date. Uh, it's about 45 minutes from where I live. And I was like, I want to get back into this and I want to finish what I started. Cause I had never made it all the way to black belt. I had gotten close, you know, so I started back up again. And even though I had never stopped uh, training and working out, the, those first few months of getting back into martial arts were really challenging because you can be in shape to do one thing, but yeah. not to do another. It's <laughs> it's really interesting. Like if you were to ask, I don't know, a volleyball player to play football or something, you could just in shape is really relative to what you're doing. And after about three months of getting back into training and just feeling like I was not Uh, not where I I remember being, I finally had a moment of in the middle of sweating through my gi and doing push ups and stuff going, yeah, bring me more. And that was the moment where I was like, this is an inspiring thing. This is an inspiring feeling. And that got me thinking about, you know, when you bring up something like martial arts and you're a Christian, some people have that question in your mind of, well, isn't that a violent thing? You know, how do you, How do you reconcile that with uh, with the love of Jesus and with maturity or you're, you know, you're learning how to hurt people. And um, so I really started thinking about that. And that's what inspired this song. It is about the balance of maturity and and power. Right. Right.
0: Um,
2: What we're taught in the word of God is to be strong, but to also walk in love and you can you can be. You can be as strong as you want to be, but if you don't know how to walk in love, uh, you're you you're you're not very useful, and you don't have self control. And so, what came about was this really cool driving pop anthem that I hope everybody is just blasting in their earbuds when they're in the gym. Um, but I I encourage you if you haven't heard the song yet, go check out the lyric video. I went super old school kung fu movie with the aesthetic. And read the lyrics and think about the things that I just talked about. And I think, uh, I think you'll get something out of it. Absolutely. That's great. So uh,
1: do you have anything else on the horizon? Like any new music or, you know, we talked about the videos and stuff.
2: There, uh, the, the blanket answer is always yes to that. There's always something new kind of cooking. The mu- music video for Rise is definitely the next big thing. Super excited that my new single, Meant to Be, has. it's been out for a few months now, but that's still relatively new. Um, and that one's definitely for the more mainline pop listeners, kind of trying to dive more into that. Again, Jacob Stanifer um, did a great job helping me bring that to the next level. As far as new stuff, um, there is there's about three songs i've got on the burner right now i started one a couple actually just last week that i'm really excited about but there's another that is a more worship centered song that i wrote years ago and we've actually performed live um that we i've never released a studio recording for because i was trying to get a handle on really what the production for that should sound like so i'm not sure what order those things are going to come out in yet but definitely a lot being loaded into the cannons right
0: now, uh, coming to a, a radio station near you. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Hopefully one in Flint, Michigan, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know you kind of said, and I loved your, uh, the definition about touring, how grounded you are and aware of of uh, how important it is to get all aspects before you just jump into that. Because I think a lot of times in the industry, you see so many people get pressured and this is what you got to do next. And you got to be doing this and this and that. So that was very, I appreciate you sharing that, but I mean, down the road, do you see ahead, or is it always just going to be like a little, um, is it something you want to, uh, will you get bigger or, or, or pursue that? Or is it just something you enjoy like as a hobby and, and that's your ministry and um, maybe share a little bit of uh, of future plans maybe?
2: I want to do music on the highest levels. Okay. Um, that, that definitely is true. But what that looks like in terms of life balance is different in my mind now than it used to be. I want to play the biggest venues in the world and I want to fill them up. But does that mean I want to be on the road ten months out of the year and not seeing my family?
0: Yeah.
2: Not necessarily. Okay. You know, as I said, I'm I'm very involved in my church. Um, I'm interested in the areas of acting and filmmaking as well. Um, you know, the the music videos that we've shot, we've done them in house. I've done some acting projects on the side, and all of those are things that require time and attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one day down the road, if I have kids or something, you know, I want to be a good dad. Right. So do I want to be touring? Yes, I do. Um, but I always want to keep those lessons in mind that I've learned during the time of just playing um, intermittent shows, of, of seeing the importance of keeping my life balanced. Because even during this time, you, you know, I, a few months ago, I was telling people I'm accidentally pulling 14 hour days. And eventually that came to a place where it was like, dude, Sam, you need to, and I believe this is from the Lord, you need to simplify your life. And I've learned the value of that. So that's, uh, I really strive for excellence in every production, every mix, every video, because I do want to do this at the highest levels. Um, But I do not want to become unhealthy or unbalanced either in the pursuit of that or even when I've quote unquote arrived, whatever, whatever that looks like.
0: That's a, That was a great answer to that question. Thank you for sharing. And I can tell just by uh, your enthusiasm, just, I think we lost it for a moment.
1: <laughs> right. Um, so we got about 10 minutes left. One thing we like to do is pray. Um, is there anything we can pray for you guys for, like you specifically or the ministry or, you know?
2: Sure. Yeah, I I when people ask this question, I often say um, I always appreciate prayer for wisdom when it comes to when it comes to music or even some of the other things that I mentioned. There's a lot of decisions uh, to be made in anybody's life. And so I always appreciate prayer for for wisdom and clarity to know what to do with every opportunity, every project uh, that that might be coming up.
1: OK, hold on. Uh, I got a message from Scott.
0: Hey, uh, Jeremy, my computer died, so we're going to
1: have to wrap up. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Um, I'll go ahead and pray then. Lord, we just thank you for the day. Uh, we thank you for this time with uh, Sam. Uh, we thank you for his ministry um, and for the ministry of Dr. Him that allows us to connect. God, um, we just ask that you continue to bless Samuel and uh, reclaimers and uh, uh, and everything that, that they've got going on, and, and the same with Rock for Him, Lord. and We just thank you for this time we've had together, uh, Lord. May may you be glorified, and uh, we give you all the highest praise. Uh, we ask all this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Uh, so, um, where can people find your music? Uh, are you Spotify? all that all the pertinent stuff or
2: yeah all of the above spotify apple music title youtube facebook instagram twitter you name it i've probably got it the easiest way to find it is to just google samuel day or head to samueldayofficial.com
1: awesome all right uh is there anything else you want our listeners to know before we go
2: Uh, you know, sometimes people, they often ask me sort of what the mission statement is and something that I've been telling folks a lot recently is to give a voice to victory. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things coming at us all the time. There's a lot of, uh, feelings that we deal with and those things are valid, but they can't be the, uh, the final decision maker in our lives. And so, um, I would just encourage folks, you know, stay close to Jesus and, um, hopefully I have encouraged folks through the the music that I've made or the other things that I've put out to do so. All
1: right. Well, that's going to do it for our podcast. Uh, I just want to say thank you again for uh, joining us, Sam. And uh, I'm Jeremy and Scott was here and and, uh, we will see you guys next time. Uh, Remember if you're going to rock, rock for him. All right. Have a great night.
0: If you like what you saw today, hit the subscribe and like button down below and don't forget to share it to all your friends. Also, leave us a comment down below. If you're going to rock, rock for him.